guys, welcome to the We Need to Calm Down podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Joe. And this is the show where we talk about all things Taylor Swift. That's right. This is the show where two friends finally get to let their dedication to the number one pop princess this side of the Mississippi. Actually, both sides. All of them. Just in the world. Uh, Taylor Swift fly. We'll be discussing everything from Evermore to Evermore to maybe folklore and then back to Evermore. Just a lot of Evermore. Well, I mean, this whole episode is going to be Evermore. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I do, uh, I do want to talk about one quick thing before we get mm-hmm. into the full episode of Evermore. Um, last episode, if you listened at the, at the very end, me and Devin made a friendly share on the number of curse words that would be in this album. Uh, we did a bit of an over under, I set the lines, uh, for the number that I thought would be a good bet. And, uh, I got... I thought I got trounced when when we were listening to the album. I was like, "Wow, mm. I overestimated so much," uh, and it actually was a lot closer than we thought. So um, here's the thing: I think that we both, you more so than I, thought that this album. Well, no, we both thought that this album was going to have more curses, but the first half of the album just skews the numbers mm-hmm. because we were like, oh no, I'm going to lose the bet. It's good. There's so much yep. cursing. And then towards the end of the album, it just kind of It really off. smooths out. Yeah. So, I mean, there is mm-hmm. an increase in cursing. So we saw a 90% increase in cursing from folklore to evermore. We saw a 375% change from lover to folk to uh, evermore. That's insane. Um, so, so the, the increases are exponential. The one thing is, is we still, uh, we, we are keeping around the same total of F words, uh, but the, the dams have skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so probably because of Tis the Damn Season being on this record. Um, and the S words are going are trending in the up direction as well, but no movement on any other words. Um, this is for some reason. I just love so this business presentation from you. <laughs> so you can see from this graph, the, uh, the dams is... are trending upwards. <laughs> I don't know why, but That's this is amazing. so interesting to me. Like, I saw a tweet that was amazing. That was like, uh, every time Taylor swears, it's like, it's like a, a drug to me. And for it, it really is. Like, w- we have another. Uh, if you watched our live reaction, we posted it. Um, I believe Friday on YouTube. You can listen to us, listen to the album with us. And I love mm-hmm. that we have live reactions to when she says the F word in champagne problems. We both lose our minds. Like it's so cool to have that. And it's so I, fun. So I, this never, my gets roommate old. was so concerned. I hope this never gets old. Um, but so no, I, I don't think so. So words, we, the, the line was four Joe bet over Devin bet over. We both lost that one. There were only two F words in the whole album. For uh, S words, the over under was four mm-hmm. again. I said over, Devin said under. There were five, so Joe won that one. Uh, B words, the line was one and a half. Uh, Joe's bet was over, Devin's bet was under. Devin won that. There were none. Uh, A words, 0. 0.5. Mm-hmm. I said over, Devin said under. She won that one. Uh, Dams, uh, the line was six point five. We both went over, and the actual number is twelve. Which is insane. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Hell's, uh, the over-under was four. 
Uh, I said under, Devin said over. There were none, which was really interesting. There was two in, in Folklore. There were no hells in this album. And then there, uh, the, the tiebreaker was whether we were going to get an MF. And uh, uh, there was no MF. So Devin won that one. So I owe Devin an iced coffee. <laughs> Yay. Feed my addiction. <laughs> so that was just a really fun thing. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I think it's going to be fun to do more wagering uh, about Taylor Swift, her songs, and her lyrics going forward. Uh, if we can do it in a fun, creative way. And more iced coffees to, to come. Betting on this woman. <laughs> uh, but so now that we get into the episode, let's talk about some stuff with Evermore. This episode, we'll be diving into all things Evermore. Our first reaction not first reactions but i guess our first actual sitting down with it what are our first impressions our thoughts of it our favorite songs um how our predictions lined up with what actually happened and it's just gonna be a very fun episode we loved the album but joe what were you gonna say say we're gonna start with our overall predictions before we get into how we feel about different songs different uh or the album itself um, I don't think it's any lie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we love the album. There's no way we wouldn't. Uh, but I want to keep the degree to which we love the album a bit of a mystery. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, well, so the first We're going to start with our losses because there are many. <laughs> yes. So a loss of ours, one of the first predictions we said was, you know, folklore was really dark. This potentially could be the brighter ray of sunshine that sister album that comes after it it's more upbeat it's more positive it says oh there's light at the end of the tunnel we were wrong <laughs> yeah we did not get I that like one right a lot um we thought like yeah the 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 imagery mm-hmm. that she posted everything was so bright there was no uh sepia filters no black and white it was all in screaming colors we said in the last episode and uh boy were we wrong uh Arguably, this, song, this album is more depressing uh, than Folklore by a lot. Um, I'd so say that. that's zero for one. <laughs> okay. Second loss of the day is that we said, oh, well, she's talking about the 1800s a lot in these interviews. Um, maybe this album takes place further in time. We thought Gold Rush associated with the 1849 Gold Rush in California. Maybe mm-hmm. she was doing another period piece like she did with the Great American Dynasty. Nope. Nope. Say, if anything, it's the exact same time period as folklore. She mentioned that uh, the characters in this one might have gone to school with Betty and James. Um, so we're still in that same early 1900s time period. Mm-hmm. Then we get to <laughs> our... <laughs> our third loss Uh, our third loss is tis the damn season is a holiday track on a regular album yeah but in a much more real sense no (laughs) like you could technically make the case that it is a holiday song but like it is not like a jingle it's not a christmas like sounding song it's no like any holiday towards the end of the year song it's just depressing if (laughs) if christmas tree farm is the pinnacle of happiness tis the damn season you're just in (laughs) flat out depression can't get out of bed depression dude it's it's insane yeah so no no it's not a holiday track uh sad but honestly not sad (laughs) zero for three right now the next one was another prediction that I made. Uh, was two, there would two, be two different versions of Tolerated. I went into the different meanings, 
and like vocalizations of tolerate it could be a command could be someone being forced to tolerate it ended up being neither somehow i threw two darts at the wall and missed the wall um <laughs> so no one is being forced to tolerate anything really it's just about this woman loving this guy to the ends of the earth and instead of having that reciprocated or having that appreciated it's just tolerated and my god if that's not even more heartbreaking <sighs> and destructive jeez yep all right uh the next prediction i thought there was a thing that we saw on twitter that coney island is potentially a rep track reject there was some lyrics that were tossed out not at nope. all not even close nope <laughs> I made the prediction that Ivy could be about James and Betty in the garden. They reconciled. Uh, James and Betty aren't in the album at all. Uh, they might be at the same school as Dorothea, but that's it. That's all we know. Same mm -hmm. thing with Closure. I said that Closure could be James and Betty getting Closure and coming back together. Nope. Nothing. And Closure really is not about getting back together. Let me tell you. No. Oh, my gosh. I really wanted James and Betty. You really wanted, mm -hmm. you wanted them in this album so bad. And I just kept going, mm, I don't think so. I think she's moving on. Honest, uh, we'll get into it later, but I'm very happy that I was wrong about, about them being in this album. Um, but we'll get into that a lot later. Um, we have one last thing that we were wrong about. Only one. We <laughs> and I, I, I debate this because really? it's kind of right, kind of wrong. Okay. So No Body, No Crime, I predicted is going to be this bop of like a dance song. It's going to be update. So cool to listen to. Like Haim has typical like dance kind of songs. And no, no, it is not that. It's, it's a bop of a song, but it's not, not what I thought it would be. It is a bop of a song. It is. I've been just. I've been describing this to my friends as Carrie Underwood meets Law and Order SVU. <laughs> like it is one hundred percent an episode of SVU in a song, uh, and it's. Don't get me wrong. You're right. It is a bop, but I ain't dancing in the song. Yeah. No. I mean, I am. I'm like. Uh. I think he <laughs> just with like a gun. <laughs> On my. Get in the boat. We're going. We're going to Olive Garden. All right, let's go to let's go to our wins. Uh, very few, but there are some. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't want to toot my own horn. I think I I got all of the wins. Uh, so our first. I was gonna say you, you predicted these ones. We'll get better. I swear. As we get a more albums and more of these episodes under our belt, and b as we get more lean in mm -hmm. lead, lead in time, for these records and not 24 hours notice Seriously? we'll have more time to actually make better predictions um but i predicted that heim would uh heim's feature would be then just them in the background with no verse or real meaningful inclusion there was like a minor meaningful inclusion that we'll talk about in the song that is probably my favorite part of the song <laughs> but um no i was right they're they're there but there's no verse just like the chicks and soon you'll get better why it, it i talked about it with another friend like all the guys on this album have their own verse they have a very prominent presence why does taylor not give women the, not to like not to like attack taylor or anything but why like are the women features always like there's they don't get a full say they're just background they're just, vo vocals they're harmonizing background vocals yeah like it's so it's odd to me i don't understand it or over here, like, Taylor Swift doesn't respect <laughs> women's rights? No, she does, but, like... What? Prove it? 
Like, come That's on. That's the thumbnail. Um, <laughs> no, so the other the other prediction I made is that Happiness will actually be the saddest song on the album and not happy at all. It's not the saddest song in the album, I don't think, but it, boy, is it close. It is a very sad, gut-wrenching song. Uh, I think technically yeah. the message is rather positive, but the way that it's presented <laughs> makes you want to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we had one that, like, I don't know if this... <laughs> Makes me want to up a lot. <laughs> jump off a cliff. Uh, the one thing that's undetermined was uh, Willow will be the inverse of the one. We said uh, the one started off the depressing uh, folklore with like this upbeat kind of boppy tune. We thought, well, maybe Willow will be the exact opposite. We'll start this upbeat boppy tune with a really slow and like somber song. Willow's not slow at all but it's also not boppy like it's not the one style boppy i think it's definitely more of a radio single style tempo no. but I, so i don't think we're right <laughs> i don't think we're a hundred percent wrong though so that was those are no. our predictions <laughs> mm-hmm. i'd agree with that uh like i said i think uh that's I think where we ended up time, we'll get a little bit better at this <laughs> All right, so do you want to... I'm, I'm really excited for this because we have actually kept this a complete secret from each other. We have not told each other our top fives or our rankings at all. We wanted to save them for live on the show. So we're going to do our top five right now and then we'll fill in the rest uh, as we go through the song by song and then we'll post it tomorrow uh, with the power rankings the same way that we did it on fo- when Folklore came out. Um, so Devin, do you want to start? Give me your number five. All right. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so <laughs> okay. excited. So my number five off of Evermore was happiness. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are you That's saying? That's insane. No, is that insane? I have, I have my list on a whiteboard. Did you think here. higher or lower? I would have thought much lower. Really? Much lower. Mm. It's much lower for me. What's, much lower. What's your, oh, actually, okay. Well, no. My top, my number five is Gold Rush. Really? Which is really interesting because my my song that I picked to be my favorite was I was a tie between happiness and another one. And your pick for favorite was Gold Rush. So we both kind of mm. switched them. Uh, but I assume Gold Rare for you. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so I'll go next. I'll go with four. It's uh, it's my up number there. Four, we'll get to where it is. Because it just uh, there's a good reason why it's number four, and there's a bad reason why it's number four is tolerate it. Really? Yeah. Our top yeah, fives I'm, are different. Really? Yeah. I love that. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Okay. Yeah, wait till you get to my one. Uh, what's your number four? My number four is Champagne Problems. I, I think... I booted that one not too long ago. I was debating it, but I think just compared to another song that's kind of similar to it, I think that the storyline is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that... The bridge Lyric, is just The bridge is the best bridge on the album. I'll say that. That's my opinion. I disagree. But, but uh, that's actually awesome that we disagree on that, too. Because we've, been, we've mm-hmm. had a lot of... Actually, shockingly, we've had a lot of agreement in a lot of cases. I think this yeah. album is so good. There's going to be so much disagreement between us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that, though. Champagne Problems, number four. I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so what's your number three? My number three... Is Tis the Damn Season. Okay. Okay. 
I'm not going to give you a reaction. What's your number one. three? My number three is long story short. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I did call it. I did call it. I said long story short was going to be my favorite song uh, <laughs> because it reminded me of the story of us. Like I liked the idea of like storybook yeah. telling of a, of well, a relationship. I like the lyrics. I like I'm a very I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before I might have, but I am a sucker for quick fire lyrics. Mm. Like Ed Sheeran being one, like when he says like new man or like mm-hmm. a lot of his songs where he just rapid fires a lot of lyrics at you really quickly. I love that in a song. And this song has that in spades. And I just really get into it from that. I feel like long story. Sh- the cadence is insane. Yeah. It, ca- it reminds me of old Taylor in a way. Long story short. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What's like I said, it gives me, gives me that story of us five. What's your number two? I mean, it's nobody. No. Crime, okay. Obviously like so is mine like, I, I had it at number one yeah, yeah i had it at number one but it got unseated and oh my god i'm so curious what your i'm one very is. curious what yours is <laughs> um all right so do you want to guess do you want to do a guess of each other's number one trying to think what you i feel like yours no offense no offense i feel like yours is dumb stupid and off the wall <laughs> like i feel like yours is another epiphany situation <laughs> no 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 let me see. All Let right, see. so you picked. Um, let's see. Go through your your four again. Uh, my top four mm-hmm. right now is Gold Rush, Tolerate It, Long Story Short, Nobody, No Crime. Is Marjorie your top? It is not. Marjorie is okay. not. I think I know. What, I think I know what yours is. I'm gonna guess. Um, I'm gonna guess Cowboy Like Me. No, but I do love that song. That, one, All right. that was one that I had near the bottom, and it just skyrocketed today. All it's right. so What's good. What's your number All one? Right. What's your number one? Is yours, did you say, well, you gave me a look. I don't know if you like Tis the Damn Season or you don't like Tis the Damn Season, but is that your number one? My number one is Tis the Damn Season. Yeah. Dude, that song is so good. It is mm-hmm. how I've started the album the most I, when I go in and listen, I will almost always start on Tis the Damn Season. Um, it's infuriating because when I talk to my Echo and I tell her to play it, uh, she never does because she doesn't recognize mm. the song. Uh, I don't know if it's because there's a curse word in it. I don't know if it's because it's still new, but it's a nightmare to get her to play it. Um, I have definitely listened to that song the absolute most. I have delved into that song the most. I my. It is probably one of my favorite bridges for a certain reason I can, mm. we'll get into. Yeah. It's just so good. It's like, it's such a clear That's probably number my one. number two bridge. So, okay. Well, fun fact, my boyfriend also loves Tis the Damn Season. I think that was one of, I think, his top when he listened to it. Wait, I'm trying but to so think. But so my number got, one, mine, so my like, number one, I'm surprised you haven't guessed it. Is it Gold Rush? Okay. Okay, I forgot. We're at Jack Antonoff's stand yeah, in this house. Say, I forgot because, like, um... Because I had said it, I forgot that you didn't. So I honestly, I don't even think Gold Rush has a bridge. I don't know. Well, let's ask Genius. Uh- <laughs> no, I because I was listening to it and I was trying to think. I think just sonically, it is such a fantastic sounding song. There's these like roaring strings and it just it just catapults you. It's just like a gut. The punch. lyrics are insane and- too. Like. It just sounds, it sounds so magical. And that's what I love about it. We'll get it. into it. It's just so it, dreamy. It has probably one of my favorite themes of the, um, of the mm-hmm. album. And it is, in my opinion, a story song, which I, I love. Uh, Gold Rush is definitely really high up there for me. We'll say right now, 
um, this was the hardest album in the world to um, to rank. Rank. I, I my number fifteen and fourteen. Fifteen is like my last one. I'm like, all right, this is my last song, but I still love it. Fourteen could be in my top five. Like that's how good hmm. this yeah. thing. I actually compiled all of the songs on the list into one, two, three, four, five groups. I have my number one, which is "Tis the Damn Season," and then. My two through five is my number two. They're all tied. They're interchangeable. Like, they're all so good. It's it's yeah. so hard to actually... Like, the difference between them is so minuscule that it's like... Mm-hmm. How? How do I rank these? Yeah. Um, There's a couple songs that are, like, there for me. Just, like, in one and two. So, did we want to go over the predictions from last episode and just say if they were accurate or not? We can do a quick run through. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, do you so, want to go through? Uh, for, uh, you can mine. go through yours. Go through yours first. Okay. So my predictions for my favorites were Cowboy Like Me, accurate, <laughs> Willow, accurate, Coney Island, wrong. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Like the song, wrong. Evermore, yeah. Marjorie, yeah. Gold Rush, accurate. Tis the damn season, accurate. I absolutely love your rating scale here. Devin's rating scale is all lowercase accurate, all uppercase wrong. Yeah, all uppercase accurate. That is how we know how close yeah. she was. So I'll try to follow that. Uh, Willow for me was an accurate. Tolerate it was an uppercase accurate. Tis the damn season was a double uppercase accurate. I cannot, I cannot right. express how much I love that song. Long story mm-hmm. short was an uppercase accurate. Closure was a uppercase accurate. Happiness was a yeah, honestly. Mm. Um, okay. So our least favorites. All right. So I predicted. Two. Yeah, my least favorites. I only picked two because I thought this album was going to blow me away. And it did. Uh, Dorothea, I was wrong. And the happiness, I was wrong, wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, all of mine, I picked Dorothea, Marjorie, Happiness, Gold Rush, and Champagne Problems. I'm wrong about all of them. Just like there mm-hmm. are no songs I don't like on this album. There are absolutely yeah. none. Um, uh, I was curious about Long Story Short. I was pleasantly surprised by that one. And then Nobody, No Crime. Oh my God, so good. Scale. Your rating <laughs> scale is so nuts. I was curious about Ivy Evermore. It's time to go, which I still don't know about. And Co- Cowboy mm-hmm. Love Like Me. Uh, they all Cowboy and Evermore initially, and Ivy. Those are all ones that were initially towards the bottom. Um, Mm. and slowly have creeped up or stayed and they, but they're still all great. Like, I don't even think that I don't like them. It's not that I don't like them. They're just great songs. All the songs in this album are great. Mm -hmm. Can't can't say it enough. Can't say it enough. I can't believe there's two more songs we haven't heard. I know. And they're going to be amazing. You know it. Mm -hmm. And I bought a record and guess what the ship time on that record is. 20 to 22 weeks. That is insane. That it's is just, how it's long not it's going to take. Mm-hmm. It's not done yet. No. I bought like another $150 worth of merch, even though I told myself I wasn't going to. Um, and I bought like a bunch of shirts. I bought a cow- the Cowboy Like Me pullover. Oh like everything. God. It's so great. I'm excited to get them for Christmas next year. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to go track by track. We're not going to go too in depth. Uh, this is going to be a long episode just by... by sh- like there's no way it's not going to be so and we have thoughts about this album and we are going to talk about it very much in depth over the next few weeks so bear with us we if you if we don't talk about something or we skip something or we miss something don't 
freak out. We'll we'll mm-hmm. believe you, me. We'll cover it. And if you do think there's something we should cover, always send us a DM or anything like that, and we'll be happy to try to work it into an episode in the future. So let's start with yes. number one. The first single on the album, the first single, the only single, let's be real, <laughs> Willow. Yes. So, obviously, we're going to do the initial comparison. This was the the lead-in single. This was the one with the music video. How do we feel about Willow versus Cardigan? Well, before we even pit them against each other, I love the fact that the music video is tied together. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, it was just right where you left it off. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Uh, you can't yell at me. I still haven't seen the music video. I know. You co-host a Taylor (laughs) Swift podcast, and you haven't even seen the music video for this single. (laughs) I'm revoking it. I'm revoking your status. (laughs) I've seen, like, I watched it with you when we watched it live, but I had... You're just co. (laughs) I had so much, like, so many technical difficulties I could barely pay attention, and I have just been so enamored with the album... I've been listening to it on repeat. I never actually got around to going around and rewatching it, but I've seen like all the uh, the imagery from it. It is beautiful. She <laughs> is beautiful. Um, I love the, the tie-in. Like it's it's great. Um, and as far as music video goes, I can't say it because I haven't seen it, so I can't compare which music video I like better. I want to say I like Cardigan better, um, because I really really like the music video for Cardigan. But mm-hmm. in the next episode, we'll come back and I'll I'll tell you which one I actually care when I've actually watched it. <laughs> yes, good. But so versus each other, it's hard. It's hard because they're different. Yeah. I mean, they're both about they're both about someone you love. Like Cardigan was about like that lost love, or I guess not lost love because they ended up together. Her reflecting. Willow was about her lover. Take my hand, break my plants. That's my man. My Oh, so. So they're both like they both have similar themes. I just feel like Cardigan was more angsty than Willow. I think Willow is definitely more upbeat in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I do. I. It's more loving. I think I prefer Cardigan to Willow. I think, but I like it's weird. It's by it's by decimal points. Like. Mm-hmm. Like there's I'd nothing agree. like I don't want it to just to come off like I don't like Willow. If I if I have to say it a thousand times on this episode, I will. This album is amazing, and there are no bad songs on it. But I think I think with folklore, no. Cardigan was one of the songs that just rose to the top, and it, it it's like mm-hmm. pitting a, a song. Where did you rank it? Where is Willow in your rankings? Willow's my number six. So right. Below the bottom five. Willow's my number eight. So, like, you're ranking a song that was our number two mm-hmm. for a majority of our rankings for folklore against a song that's number eight. So yeah. you can like you can like adjust it how you want. I still think I think Cardigan just edges it out, which shows you how that we are ranking a number two against a number eight, and the number eight is just barely not as mm-hmm. good as the number two. Like that shows it's, you yeah. how good we like this album. The reason I'd say Cardigan more for me is just you can't beat that bridge. You can't. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. good. Um, so how about how about we put it against the other opener? How how do we like it versus mm-hmm. the one? I I mean I was never a huge the one fan. I've I've grown to like it as time has passed. It's a good song. It was never like my top favorite. So I would say Willow ranks higher for me. I don't think you can compare 
uh, Willow with the one, the one apparently was my number one listened to song this year on Spotify wrapped. So, which we'll probably do it at banter in a future episode. We got to mm-hmm. go over that. Um, but yeah, number the one, I didn't think it would be, but it was the one I listened to the most from uh, Taylor this year. And I don't think as an opener, I think the one is a way better opener than Willow. Oh, I wouldn't. Like, I think it's a better opener. Yes, comparatively mm-hmm. as songs, I like Willow more. But I think that's a good point. To open up an album, I like the one better than Willow. Like I feel like with Willow, you just kind of hopped into the middle of you, a story. You, you just hopped right into the middle. One hundred. Which makes sense yeah. because it's you know the second it's a sister album, mm-hmm. so it's like you're yep. already in the story. You're in the folklore. There's no lead land. in needed. Mm-hmm. There's no because like that was the thing with folklore that like and we'll talk to you, but like with folklore it was weird. Because it was it was so unexpected and there was no expectation whatsoever, like and we it's not that we we've been so long without Taylor we've only been like less than a year since, uh, since Lover but I don't know there's just a different feeling around folklore than mm-hmm. there is around Evermore. Um, yeah, it's so, still shock, but it was just not even close. Mm-hmm. Like she it did it to us the first. Shock. Yeah, exactly. So you put it at six, I put it at eight, just to put that at the end of the at the end of the conversation. You do you have a yes. you have a lyric you put up here that mm-hmm. you really liked? So some lyric that um, stood out to me was, uh, "Show me the places where the others gave you scars," and I just I wrote it wrong, but I love. I was wondering. I was like, I was like, you, she wrote it as stars, and I was like, is that a typo or is that like? Because if it's not a typo, you drew stars around my scars. That's an amazing yeah, no. connection there. Um, I feel like this is a theme she's been going back and forth with with folklore and and this mm-hmm. album, and like all across her discography, really. So number two, track two is "Champagne Problems." Where did you rank this song? Uh, I actually it plummeted today for me. Um, really, mostly to make way for another song that's that was originally like really towards the bottom that had to get moved up. Um, okay. So I have it at ten. Again, it's right. an amazing song. Yeah. It's in my mm-hmm. top four if we go by the grouping. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. Um, but it is it is in a group that is in a lower echelon than my top, I would say, eight. I just think the storyline of this song, the storytelling in general, like she really this album is full of stories, mm-hmm. which is great for folklore, you know, stories passed on. Like this whole song about you know this woman rejecting this guy's proposal and then just like going through the emotions of well i'm in person and how am i feeling and then i have to go back to my family and break the news to them and then the bridge is oh my god i just love the lyric that i really love from this song is sometimes you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you like it's just mm mm-hmm like I just clear and you're like, yep, marriage. Yep, I yep. feel like the answer should be clear before they ask you. Maybe that's yeah. just me. If it's not clear before they ask mm-hmm. you, then it becomes clear and it's a no. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that, we we fr- we freaked out over the bridge live. Um, it's one of those like it feels like it never stops. She just keeps going and keeps assaulting mm-hmm. you with more and more words and more lyrics that, like, yep. you can't even stop to think about because they're just more flying at you. Um, we do have in this song our first piece of a new segment. We're going to a quick segment called Dictionary Corner. Uh, there's this 
because Taylor's just broken out the dictionary for the last two albums, we might as well stop and and point out uh, words that she definitely has written in a notepad somewhere that she wanted to get into a song. So this mm-hmm. one's definitely crestfallen. Uh, how yeah. do you get it? Like, it's just it's these words, too, that we want to point out, like. They're so weird in their in how many syllables they're in, in the way that the word is formed. Like having that crest, that sound, and fitting that into a song in a way that isn't like what's the word I'm looking for that doesn't like stand out is insane to me. So mm-hmm. crestfallen obviously means sad and disappointed. It's it's actually not that. I feel like that's a moderately common word to know, but not a common yeah. word to use. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, it fits this this song really well. Mm-hmm. All right, so Gold Gold All Rush, right. we already both talked about. It's your number one. It's my number four, five. It's my number five. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this song because the the story and what it implies is insane to me. Like it's it's so interesting. I think she's she's re, she's reciting it from a from a guy's perspective too, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, it's about a guy who doesn't like, is like in love with a, like a girl who's like turning into a celebrity, I would assume. Like, that's what I got from it. Mm -hmm. And he's not happy about it. (laughs) Like, like he doesn't like the fact that all of these people now that she's a celebrity wants to be involved with her, wants to love her, wants to know what it's like to be loved by her, wants like to be touched by her. Like he Mm -hmm. doesn't like that. It's, it skews him out. Um, and that blows me away mm-hmm. um again sonically beautiful love so it lyrics what, uh, great. what you have some lyrics in here too just one but uh the lyric falling feels like flying till the bone crush oh my god i love that it's so it's just violent. so good <laughs> Hmm. and then i pointed this out to you because i thought i had a revelation but we still mm-hmm. haven't but she finally yep. sung the word folklore in this song uh, my mind turns your life into folklore. Look at you! Already have the lyrics down. Already have the lyrics down. Mm-hmm. I, I was singing it at work, and my coworkers were judging me. They're like, "How do you know the lyrics already?" And I go, mm-hmm. "I run a podcast. <laughs> it's my job it, <laughs> that I don't get paid for." <laughs> you get. You just got a nice coffee. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't get paid for. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> um. We do also have another dictionary corner for this one. She used the word contrarian, um, which mm-hmm. I love. In this, we get another like edition of Taylor changing a lyric just slightly, but repeating it. So in the first time we hear it, it says, calling you on your contrarian. We're going to try to keep this as a family-friendly podcast for this time. Uh, but she says a swear word after contrarian. Uh, and then the mm-hmm. next time she says it, she says, I won't call you on your contrarian. Like, So it's interesting to see that change. Mm-hmm. And you do... Like we talked about with her on our bridge episode, Taylor likes to change the meaning or the or the feeling of a song towards the end of it. You get that change in the narrator yeah. towards the end where he in the beginning he's like, Oh, I'm fine with this and at the end he's like, oh, screw it, I don't even care anymore. Um mm-hmm. which I love. Uh contrarian is a person who opposes or rejects popular opinion. So it's one of those guys. Ugh. I'm a cool guy. 
I, I have a meme saved in my phone that's just Kirby from Nintendo pointing at a thing that says not liking popular things does not give you an uh is not a um a personality. A personality. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I use it so much, especially when someone attacks friends. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> so the next one, the best song on the album. Um because my opinion Tis the damn my season. Is right and never right. Um Tis the damn season. I just this so sad it's so depressing oh. and like so mm-hmm. th- there is a there's a story in this one like we had the love triangle in the first song uh in the first album in folklore i think we have another story that spans songs in this one um and this is like the first one that i think is like clearly that story i read somewhere that it's that story um but it's a story of mm-hmm. dorothea who uh, is an actress in LA who comes back home for the holidays and and meets up with her estranged lover that she knew from her hometown which so this is from her perspective and boy even though it's from her perspective she comes off horribly like she treats him like crap she expects him to be okay with it if you're okay then I'm okay don't expect me to stay like all mm-hmm. of these just terrible things. And it's my favorite song. <laughs> I just love like you said, like the implications behind it, like the roadless, the road not taken looks real good now. And I'm going to go. It's off. just like you never went down that path. I'm going to mm-hmm. go off on this one. Um, You have a lyric in get here. You have a lyric in here. Another lyric. Yeah. Uh, to leave the warmest bed I've ever known. Oh my gosh! But like that's Big but the thing sad. that's so funny is like she's saying all this stuff like I now I'm now I'm missing your smile. Well, she says like, she's saying all this. She stuff. says to leave the warmest bed I've ever known, and then she immediately goes, "But I'll go back to L.A." So and she's not happy about so it. So that's the line. That is the lyric mm-hmm. that is my equivalent of um, "But I knew everything when I was young," or back when we were still changing for the better. Is so I'll go back to L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the delivery that she gives with it, the way that it turns, the way that the the lead into it is like a little bit of like um, music. And then it goes, so I'll go back to LA and, and it just like shifts into that bridge. That line gets me Mm -hmm. every time it is. Like I said, it's weird. I don't think anyone else feels this way about that line, but it is so pivotal to me. And it's half of the reason I love the song. Um, (laughs) I could talk about this a long time. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So then we get into track five, Tolerate It. So tra- I had this at number four. You had this at not on your top number five. Number 10. Wow. Number 10. I will mm-hmm. say I think this one got moved up a lot because it is the song right after Tis the Damn Season. So I would listen to mm-hmm. it more often because I would start listening to the album not on shuffle from Tis the Damn Season. Mm-hmm. And that made me like, like it a I lot more. I love this song. It's so I good. I do. I really do. But there's just some that I like a little bit it's more. It's so good. It's so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's so depressing. Oh, God, yeah. I can't wait to do a should have said so to see how it stacks, stacks up against uh, the track five presentation I gave. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think it does. It has that somber. It's about a relationship again, but it's just not about yep. a Taylor relationship. You tolerate <sighs> it. Lots oh, of you put the in lyric there. in there. Thank God, because I, I couldn't find mm-hmm. it one. This one is the most heartbreaking lyric I think on the entire album. Like now I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life. It's <clears throat> so good. I 
Oh, oh my gosh. Like, just just put a dagger in my heart and end it. Like, all right. Oh my gosh. Uh, you have a dictionary corner. We do have a dictionary corner for this one. So I did put indiscretions in here. Again, I think this is probably like a, a word that you should know or probably do know, but just don't use very often. Mm-hmm. And it's another word with a lot of syllables that feels very odd to put in this. So uh, it actually stands for behavior or speech is indiscreet or displays a lack of good judgment, <laughs> which is funny because I think I just use indiscretions for like bad things you've done, basically, mm-hmm. is like the definition I've always given it. So I think that this is such an interesting different definition that makes me think I might have been using it wrong. <laughs> yeah. What's also, I'm just going to point something out that you said. You said that, you know, people should normally like know these words, which in our age, yes, we should. But you have to no, remember, 100%. Taylor Swift has yeah. a lot of young fans. And that You're just right. made me think of it. Like, this album is so mature and we'll get on, like, we'll talk about it later. But all her for her younger fans, like, I'm so curious where their head's at with this <laughs> album. Like, do they fully like, comprehend you know, the sadness of this album? There are there are high schoolers that are listening to this album right now, like junior juniors or sophomores in, in high school, that are going to take the SATs. And they're going to go, I know that word because of Taylor Swift. And I know that because I did that with SpongeBob. There were words on, that I learned from SpongeBob that helped me with the SATs. Like, I think impasse oh. was one. <laughs> mm. Enigma was one Enigma for me. Enigma was another one, yeah. It seems we have reached an impasse. And it's always given from Patrick. <laughs> Why? Anyway, we're getting way off topic. Um, that is a good point, though. Yeah. So then we get to track six, No Body, No Crime. We both ranked it as number two. It's so funny because, like, it's an amazing song, but in in truth, lyrically, it's a good, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. It's a great story, but I don't think anything else stands out here, does it? I don't think so. I mean, sonically, fantastic song. I really, you, we always talk about, we say it's like Carrie Underwood. Like, that's who we compare it mm-hmm. to. And I really think she uses the device that country music uses and Carrie Underwood's known for it especially her song um Church Bells where every mm-hmm. every verse changes the meaning of the chorus 100%. and the chorus like I, and, I love and the that. chorus pretty much stays the same until the very end where he switches it she switches it up just a little bit but it's crazy how Such it's a good pull. okay well so he's cheating I think he did it he murdered her I think he did it I murdered yeah. him she thinks her. I did it. They think. Mm-hmm. Devin, that's such a great pull, Church Bells. What a yeah. great comparison to this song. Thank I you. love that. Uh, this it's is why, you country get this. This is why you're the co-host and I'm the co. <laughs> 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 yeah, like there's nothing, like I said, like lyrically, there's nothing really that stood out to Olive Garden getting the nice call out. Um, aside from like that the whole so story funny. is great. The whole story is, as a whole is good, but there's no, like, single line that really stands out. The only one that does stand out for me is just uh, Danielle Heim saying, uh, she was with me, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Every Who is she saying that to? Like, him or, the like, cop, the cops? The cops. I'm assuming she was, the cops. She was, she was with me, dude. She was with me, dude. <laughs> like, I, there's, like, there's an Ariana Grande song um that me and my friend would always make this joke about where like i think it was thank you next or something like um the uh, i know you've seen it you've seen it like that part where she just like randomly says something in the background to like accent it like 
I love like those random background vo- jackround vocals that uh, <laughs> and seven rings. Yeah. Uh, seven rings. That's the one. Jackround vocals. Uh, I don't know anything about Ariana. I try not to. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I love her. like the okay. song again, it's both our number two, like a clear number mm-hmm. two, our number one on our first listen. We were like, when we finished the album, we were like, all right, well that's the best one. Clearly yeah. no other song even compared. And now like mm-hmm. it's numbers. I feel like it's going to be, it's, it's gonna go to the Betty. It's creeping up. It's gonna go the way of Betty. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a great like. Yeah, I, I can compare so. those yeah. two. So because they're both also country too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Okay, so track seven, happiness. Where did you rank this? Ten, you said. I actually have happiness at nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. So that was nine. my five. It's a hard one. Yeah. It's just. It's a hard the- one lyrically this song is just so wonderful Mm -hmm. we have a lot of lyrics we pulled for this one there are you geez we have a lot of lyrics from this one yeah like it's so the thing is is like like we said it's not it's sad it's it's like somber mm -hmm. but like i think if you really pay attention to the lyrics they're actually like hopeful and they're actually like good like you look at the. It is, but that's what makes it sadder. It's like it's a breakup. It's, it's just, a song about a breakup, but like, it's it's the mo- the best Taylor Swift song about a breakup because it's no one's fault. Like you hurt them, mm-hmm. they hurt you. There, that washes out. It's you're not upset yeah. with them. They're not upset with you. You're just gone. And you know what? Because you're gone, I see it for what it is. There's happiness after you. I'm gonna be happy in the future. I just know it. And it's not going to be because of you. And there's happiness, but there was still happiness because of you. Like the us not being together anymore does not wash away everything there. What was the line? Um, I can't make it go away by making you a villain. And I've had friends go through this where like they like a, a girl broke up with mm-hmm. them. And like when it started to set in for the girl, they started like make like this is very personal. I hope he never listens to this episode, but they started making accusations. Like, did you cheat on me? Did you do this? Blah, blah. And he's like, why is she doing this? I have no, I've never cheated on her. No, I've never Mm -hmm. done this. And I'm like, see her. I'm like, she wants an excuse to hate you, dude. Like she, and, and that's fair. Like that makes getting over someone so much easier. But when you can't do that, it makes getting over someone impossibly hard. Mm -hmm. And that's what this song is about. That's what happened with me and my boyfriend. When we broke up the first, like, when we broke up, I told him, I'm like, if you need to hate me to get over this. And he's like, I, I can't hate you, though. It's like, ooh. <laughs> but yeah. it's all good now. Um, but yeah, some other lyrics. It worked, it worked out really well. This song will destroy you if you ever oh, break God, up Oh, God, if again. we break up. But. Um, songs in the <laughs> headphones, jump. Um, now, <laughs> so. <laughs> Some of their lyrics I really liked. Um, I think he did it. <laughs> he did it. Uh, now I'm now I'm right there in it. Although the years I've given is just ish we're dividing up. Like it's just all these oh. years, and now it's just junk. We're dividing up. What is with, between us? What is with Taylor Swift and divorce on this album? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm. Like, I was going to talk about a- this later. I was going to talk about this later, but I need to address it now. Her and Joe Alwyn co-write these songs together. Are they just like, hey, babe, you want to pretend to break up today? Yeah, sure. 
Let's just emotionally heartbreak <laughs> each other so we can get content out of it. <laughs> Awful. I mean, the other thing is, the other thing is, is her parents did get divorced, and they're still both forced to see each other and be in the picture, which has got to yeah, be tough and might I'm be something sure. that Taylor could write about. I'm sure I she's guess. drawing mild inspiration from it. <laughs> Very true. All right. Uh, so yeah, just like the, just like the the chorus like the there'll there'll be happiness after you but there is happiness because of you both things can be true like Mm -hmm. it's so true like and the way that she changes it she says it she sings it for him too happiness after me Mm -hmm. but there is happiness because of me both of these things i believe there is happiness like (sighs) i know it's just so good god it hurts it hurts Mm -hmm. that's so good um, <laughs> I said I already said can't make it go away to make you a villain <laughs> did you do this one or did I do this one you did this one no one teaches you what to do when a good man hurts you and you know you hurt him too like we've gone over all these lyrics like it's just that's what it is it's this song is the most heartbreaking because it is about a healthy relationship of two people growing apart and no one did anything wrong and those are the scariest relationships. Like we said, they're the mm-hmm. hardest to get over. Yeah. We do have a dictionary corner for this and we have dappled, which I love, uh, which is just marked with spots around and patches, but like dappled. Mm-hmm. Ugh, say that a thousand times and don't crack a smile. <laughs> <laughs> the happiness in this song. That's the only thing. <laughs> All right. Track eight. So we have Dorothea. Yes. I like the song. I ranked it number nine. I ranked it number 11. But I do, like, I love yeah. I love the, hey, Close. Dorothea. Like, I love the way that she sings Dorothea really well. Um, I love Dorothea. the upbeat. Oh. I do, I do <laughs> hate the way she, she does it lackadaisically in the, in the, like, towards the end where she, like, says, hey, Dorothea. Oh, yeah. Like, she just doesn't give it any um, <laughs> alto at all. She's just like, whatever. I like you, it. You it's, like, silly. One. Uh, I don't one. Yeah, it's like it reminds me of like a childhood. Yeah, yeah. Kind it of gives vibe. me like very just like bopping your head. So we'll talk about the story a little bit later. This might be a really long episode, guys. So please buckle in. <laughs> um, but this one reminds me of like the closest we'll get to a a Betty or a, an August or like a like a Betty or an August. I would say are the two closest. Like this seems like a. I would say more Betty. I would than say August. more Betty than August as yeah. well. But I mean, just like that that age range of characters like this doesn't feel like mm-hmm. the the divorce ready couples of the earlier songs have tolerated no. her happiness um definitely feels like a little more youthful i would say yeah i'd agree with that we don't have any lyrics for this one though no mm-hmm. it's it's pretty simple it's a simple simple good song yep then we I get to like the next ha- song i'm gonna guess this is your least favorite this is my number 15 yeah. This was my number 15. Yeah. I just... It moved up, though. It's now my number 12. Okay. It's like, I don't not Which like it. Which is shocking. But out of all the other songs, it's my lowest. Like, this isn't a song that I need to go out of my way to listen to. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, when I started, like, I have my my whiteboard here that I put up behind my dresser behind me. And I just, I started, I was like, all right, number one, Tis the Damn Season. Number 15, Coney Island done i have those and then slowly mm. all the ones from like it was uh, honestly it was coney island and then cowboy like me and slowly those just started creeping up mm. a little bit the only reason i i think i like this one 
a little bit more is because I think it's a story song that ties into the Dorotheus uh, saga, which I'm going to call that uh, Dorotheus saga to TM. Um, so I think that like having a connection to that story, which I really enjoy gives me something, but like it is, it is definitely on the harder side to enjoy, I would say. But it's still great. Yeah. Like it's still like. Well, when we listened to it, when we yeah. What? We thought it kind of dragged. Oh yeah, yeah. When we listened to it, mm-hmm. we were like, "Oh, there's more." Yeah. Like it's not bad, but it's just kind of like, all right. It definitely does drag a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it also has the most egregiously bad lyric, with a big cake, happy birthday. Like I hate that lyric so much. Every time I hear it, it takes me out of the song, and it just makes me giggle, which I don't want to be giggling. Um, <laughs> it's like, all right, Matt. I do like, we also have a random, uh, a random dear John reference in here. Did I paint your bluest skies, the darkest gray? So that's why we talked about this briefly before that's the episode. That's a good point. Dang yeah. It. So I, so I thought that this bridge just brought in all these different past relationships of her, the bluest skies, darkest gray, dear John. And, um, when I got in the accident, the first thing I saw was your face. That Terry Styles in the snowmobile accident, and then, um, oh, what are the other ones? And then, um, uh, walked up at the uh, podium, forgot to say your name, Calvin Harris. Yeah, there was one more. Oh, the big cake, happy birthday, so, was uh, Jack, like Jake Jack, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, but so I thought it was that. Yeah, th- it's just it points out like all these past relationships. That's a good. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Thank you. That's so good. Yeah, that makes that that might make this jump for me a little bit. Um, but I've I can also kind of tweak it mm-hmm. to be a, a Dorothea song, which I, I like. Exactly. Um But yeah, there's not much else to say about Coney Island. It is still on the lower end of us, but Okay. Um again, I it's hard to say because I think the lower end of us is still really high. Can we like can we talk about track ten? Because I have a lot of feelings about Ivy. This might have been in my top five. Where did you rank it? I ranked it seven. Really? It was right after Willow. I I, I, I have I have it at 14. Really? Oh. Which is like, it's so disrespectful because I love this song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always a song that I think about fondly. I always enjoy it. I love the message. I love the Do you the love the lyrics. message? I think the lyrics are insane. I do. I like the message when I figured out what the message was. Um not cheating on her husband it's just so i like not the message i like the content okay about that i like the content of the song Uh, (laughs) yes cheat on your husbands love the message um but there's it's just impossible it's this album is impossible there are so many good songs this song has been stuck in my head for the past couple days, I just think, oh, goddamn, my pain fits in the palm of your fingers. It's just so good. It's just. Yeah, it's so good. And we pointed this out. You read the lyrics of the song or you just look at the lyrics and you're literally looking at a poem. Uh-huh. It's just so. This is a poem. Li- yeah. Just, the words in this song are just beautifully picked out. It really, it just sounds like you're reading prose. Clover blooms in the field. Spring breaks loose. The time is near. What would he do if he found us out? Crescent moon, coast is clear. Spring breaks loose, but so does mm-hmm. fear. He's going to burn this house to the ground. How's one to know? Like, I could at, a, at an open mic night and mm-hmm. be and get applause. Like, yeah. 
you could do a dramatic reading of this poem and it it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a song like that's insane to me so we do uh we do have a we have dictionary corner for this one we have incandescent uh, which is just like again it's another word that like i think is common but like how do you fit that into a song mm-hmm. like i just it blows my mind it's emitting light as a result of being heated sure but i just can't get over that um mm-hmm. so the next one we have the second f bomb in track 11 we have cowboy like me the country song the country song right you're a cowboy like me uh okay so i didn't i didn't know this and i kept commenting throughout this entire album i'm like this sounds like mumford and sons this sounds like mumford and sons who would have guessed it marcus mumford is in this song just background vocals and i and i love it i love it i'm so happy i was right in some kind of capacity i love this song i ranked it number eight it it was very low for me it's number six now like because because today i was singing it all day Mm -hmm. like i thought like when i first heard it i was like this is so slow like the lyrics are pretty good but like i'm never gonna go out of my way to listen to this song and i started listening to it earlier today like Mm -hmm. it's it's really good it's really it good. Like, and I, and that's the thing that even is like, I didn't expect it to be, I didn't expect it to, to pop up so high, but I can see this breaking top five for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the lyric, now you hang from my lips, like the gardens of Babylon. Just I, the did, way she sings it too. We reacted that to that live too. Like that mm-hmm. was a lyric that jumped out to us, like from the get go yeah. as being insane. So then we have long story short, I claim this one as was going to be one of my favorites and I was correct. Um, mm-hmm. I, like We already spoke a lot about it in our top five rankings, so I don't want to go too far. Um, a lyric that I liked a lot, just clung to the nearest lips. Like, mm-hmm. that's so good. Like, ah, uh, we have two dictionary corners for this one. We have precipice, a very steep rock face or cliff, especially a tall one. Stood on the cliff side saying, give me a reason. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Nemesis, an escapable agent of someone's or something's downfall. Uh, so poetic and crazy. But you know. Just two words. You know those two words are in a notebook for from Taylor going, I need to fit mm-hmm. these in a song somewhere. Like, those are definitely, like, yeah. big words. Like, they're hoax words or, like, it has an X in it. Like, Nemesis, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I ranked this song number 11. Wow. Wow. I wanted to rank it higher, but there's just it's other so hard. songs. It's so hard. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Um, I, I I, this is my number three. Uh, so now, now we have Marjorie. And this one is so hard for me. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, I legit live cried to this song the first time I heard it. Like, it... Uh, as I mentioned, I lost my grandmother. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary. So this song destroyed me. Um, and it's, it's interesting. This is the first of her like sad label songs that I liked. Um, so to, to put this in perspective, Taylor does always kind of put a, a kind of out there, very sad song towards the end of the track listing on her albums. She has sad, beautiful, tragic and red soon. You'll get better and lover epiphany and folklore. This love is not like the same as all of those, but it's the closest to it. There's obviously none in reputation because there are no, yeah, just like a slower, a very tempo, slow tempo, kinda. very somber. And like, I generally don't like them soon. You'll get better. I've never cared about because it just never resonated with me. Sad, beautiful, tragic, same thing. Epiphany, this love. This is the only one mm-hmm. I really like. 
And I've I loved all do. those songs. <laughs> this one slaps a tissue on your face because tears. Um, <laughs> it it's so heart wrenching uh-huh. and sad. Taylor wrote in the um in the the YouTube live before the Willow premiere that her favorite lyrics on the song on the album currently are "Never be so kind, you forget to be clever. Never be so clever, you forget to be kind." It sounds like something a grandmother has stitched on a pincushion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very great sounding phrase. Like, my mom would always say, I love you a bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. Like, yeah. it's one of those kinds of, like, cutesy, mm. like, phrases that, like, I wonder what I'm going to have that as an, as an old guy. Like, what am I going to say? Probably that, because I stole it from Taylor Swift. But, <laughs> <laughs> and then you put the line that made oh me cry. Gosh. Mm-hmm. I should have asked you questions. Like, don't don't call <sighs> me out like that. There's there's that, and then there's also the um. Oh, where is it? I should have saved every every grocery store receipt and all of your closets of backlog. Grocery store dream. receipt. Like my grandma journaled a lot, and she has closets and closets full of journals, and I can't read her handwriting. Uh, <laughs> but but like just read it. Like just seeing like a um. A mirror image there of like remembering that kind of just heartbreaking it makes me want to die just a lot okay track 14 then let's move on <laughs> to closure closure so i did not realize this this one was in my top five it's <sighs> this was okay. in my top five it so i out. love this song i do i really do i had to rank it my number 14 because i just couldn't fit it anywhere else yeah that's fair i Mine is it's at number seven. Um, it's interesting in a Taylor Swift group that I am in on Facebook, people are kind of trashing the song at a high rate. Uh, they and I love it and I hate I really it because love I love it. it and I don't want to rank it so low because I don't want to give them reasons to be happy. But like, you know, BJ Burton helped produce this song and he's produced for Charlie XCX and there's that little bit of like glitch pop in there and she uses the same vocal technique that um bon Iver uses where he like kind of like alters his voice like a little bit mm-hmm. and it's so good and the time signature the five four time signature so is weird. so cool and i want to rank it higher but there's just so many other songs that i love on this album this song reminds me of i knew you were trouble because she's kind of like incorporating a type of music we've never heard from or expected from her um which is glitch really pop. interesting the glitch pop is insane i'm just getting mm-hmm. on the like i like tinges of glitch pop like i like petty biscuit or petite biscuit however you say it i like marshmallow yeah. i like ounces of charlie xcx i don't like full glitch pop charlie xcx but like yeah. i do like a good amount of it and i think this is like the perfect you're like I dipping you your toes in the water yeah mm-hmm. but like that's what that's how i was with with um dubstep when i knew you were trouble came out and i thought it was the perfect amount of dubstep to put in a taylor swift song and i thought this is the perfect yeah. amount of glitch pop to put in a taylor swift song and it it fits with the theme of the album so well because it's a jarring concept it's a it's an interesting like just theme in general of like someone saying i don't need your closure like i know you want it but i don't want it and mm-hmm. I already have mine. I don't need yours. Like, there's a lot yeah. in there. There's a lot to break down in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, we've reached the end. Oh my so god, guys, this is to gonna be an hour and a half. The closing track. Evermore. Where do you have this oh, one? Wonderful. Yes. So I wanted to rank it higher, but it's number thirteen. Mine's number fifteen. That's where it fell for me. This is my. This is my last on the album. Okay. 
It's hard because I still love it. I like the song. Mm-hmm. It's where Justin Vernon comes in that really just kicks it mm-hmm. higher for me. Because I think it just creates such a cool contrast, but... <laughs> uh, it's so just... I do keep... Otherwise, it's a pretty calm song. Yeah, it's so chill in the beginning. Which isn't bad. No, not at all. Um, I mm-hmm. do think it's really weird. I don't know. Did you notice the way she says capture in this song? She says capture. Like, she puts an S at the end. Like, capture. Hmm. Like it's it freaks me out. I, I don't did know not why. realize that. Uh, you're never gonna not hear it. Um, but I think that's also a reference to cats. Like that's such a weird line to put in here. Motion capture uh, didn't put painted me in a bad light. Put me in a bad light. <laughs> like that's so weird to go. I need to put this in a lyric. Um, it's got to be cats because what yeah. else did she do with motion capture? Like what? Anyway. But then why are you putting it in this song? Like, why are you putting it in this song? Like, where does it fit in? Um, mm-hmm. I do keep relating this song yeah. to the Cardigan music video. Like, when Justin Vernon comes in, I feel like I'm drowning in the waves of the vocals that he creates. Like, he washes, his vocals, like, wash mm-hmm. over you. And you just feel like you're, like you're yeah. Taylor clinging to a piano in the middle of a storm in the ocean. They both just, the way that they do the same thing that they did in Exile, where they go over each mm-hmm. other, it feels like just waves crashing against each other. And I love, like, oh, it's, unlike, really unlike um, what's the song that you just said? Uh, Exile. Unlike Exile, his voice is so deep, and this it's so high, and her voice cuts straight through it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much, like, her voice is yep. clearly the one you're supposed to, and he's a background, while in the other one, they're both foreground vocals. And they're just talking mm-hmm. over each other. This one, she is like, she is like that piano in the in the um, in mm-hmm. the ocean, and she, you're the one you're clinging to her while he is just raging around you. I can't get over like a song that that's that makes paints that powerful of an image and relates to something like that is insane to me, and I can't believe that she recreated that feeling in song, which is why why it hurts that it's fifteen for me. Mm, I know it's just it's too good but then a lyric that I really like is uh writing letters address to the fire that's so good that's so good um Mm -hmm. yeah so that's all 15 those are how we all thought track by track track quick reactions we'll do song breakdowns for this one day we'll go through all the song breakdowns in an album before she puts out a new album I'm excited for that to happen we got so we were close. Trying. We got so we close. We were close. Um, all right. So one thing I'm going to point out, I'm going to do a real she quick said, nah. overview of this. I think there is another story that spans songs like the love triangle. And I'm going to call it the Dorothea saga. It's Dorothea mm-hmm. and her hometown lover. Um, it does not reference the teenage love trial. We try We had from folklore. Although Swift does say that Dorothea in high school is James and Betty and, and, and Inez. Um, I do believe that at least four, maybe five songs on the album are about Dorothea and her estranged occasional hometown lover. Um, so I think we're introduced to this story in track three, Gold Rush. I might, it might not be about her, but like, there's so many things in there of like falling in love with a celebrity that really points to it. It's all about someone who's in love with a relationship with some kind of celebrity, like I said, and Dorothy, Dorothea, we know is a celebrity and he, it's about this relationship that they had and he's just going through mm. saying like I don't want to be a part of that kind of thing and I imagine this song takes place after Dorothea moves to LA and starts to actually make it big so I think the the overall story is 
she was dating this guy in high school, pr- probably the mm-hmm. same high school as James and Betty. And when they graduated, he stayed in the hometown and she wanted to make it big in LA. So she may leaving him a lot. It kind of reminds me of Molly by Lil Dicky, um, where Dorothy is Lil Dicky, except reprehensible and mm-hmm. not, not a, a redeeming character. Um, so then the next song immediately is yeah. Tis the Damn Season. And this is Dorothea's perspective. Uh, as she comes home for the holiday, spends it with her hometown lover, who she debates throughout the entire song if she was ever even right to leave. Uh, in the end, she does again. She leaves him again and goes back to L.A. And I think this song takes place after Dorothea has been in L.A. for a while, has that name. And it's like, I think it's after Gold Rush. So the guy's like, he's not 100% about taking her back and having her back. But like, he's still hopeful that maybe she'll stay, even though she knows she's just using She's not going to stay. Then we have Dorothea from her hometown lover's perspective again, but mm-hmm. I think this takes place not too long after Dorothea leaves, but before she gets famous. So I think this is before Gold Rush. Her lover is still interested in her and rather positive about her. He he hopes that like, hey, do you still think about me while you're gone? I know we had something when you were here. Hopefully you come back and we can rekindle that. Uh, and then we have Island, which again... Could be about her ex-lovers, which I didn't think about, but I kind of put it in here. But, like, when I walked to the podium, I think I forgot to say your name. I think is Dorothea winning an mm-hmm. award for being an actress. And she never thanked her hometown love that she cares so much about, who even in Tis the Damn Season, she says, like, the only love, uh, the only person who I smile is genuine or something along those lines. So she knows that he is someone special that no one else has been able to cover but she never mm-hmm. thanked him. She doesn't acknowledge him as a part of her life when she's in L.A. So it could be that uh, I could point to a bunch of lyrics. I'm we're going to I'm going to force this into a whole episode down the line because I'm really oh passionate about this. Okay. Uh, the last one is closure. Uh, maybe not. But I could argue that it does sound like it could be from the lover's point of point of view. It could take place much later after Coney Island where she's like, all right, let me try again. Let me try to reach out and explain. I know I was wrong. Will you take me black? Blah, blah, blah. And he's just not having it. Dorothy reached out by Mm -hmm. letter to try to get some closure after the last visit after tis the damn season. And he's just like, nah, we're done. And it's such an interesting relationship. It's such an interesting story because it's, it's one of my favorite. It's a love story that doesn't have a happy ending. It's a love story with crappy characters who like just wants to use someone for love. But in the end, the guy, like he's hopeful that it it turns around, but it doesn't. And I feel very passionate about this story and I'm excited about it. I don't think all songs fit 100%, but there are definitely bits and pieces that I think, stand out to me and i would love to hear your guys opinion do you think i'm right do you think i'm reaching um but that's my quick thing about <laughs> about the the story i think that we have in this song or in this album yeah so in closing i mean let's just talk about how we feel about this album how do you think it compares to folklore um quality of songs how do you think uh, a top top this tier. album stands. absolutely top tier um like we mentioned yeah cardigan is the number two song i think we both settled on or in at least the top three or and we were having a hard time comparing it to a song that's number eight in this album like there are so many yeah. top tier songs in this album that I-, I had a harder time doing this one than i did folklore 
like folklore i had a clear bottom i and there are songs in folklore that mm-hmm. i skipped even early in listening to folklore i have not skipped a single song in this in this mm-hmm. uh album it could be recency bias but i just think this is a okay. solid body of work i think that with folklore and everlore or not everlore evermore i think if you told you know, last year, if you said that she was going to be putting out music like this, I would not have believed you. And I'm so happy that she is. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds so mature. Like uh, some overall themes, uh, you pointed out lots of infidelity, uh, bad relationships, oh specifically marriages. I think there's also a lot of just still dark themes, death and, you mm. know, just gory kind of stuff that just in these two albums, like it's just the deep, dark stuff. I think it's interesting, like, there. so we mentioned this, um, that the, or I don't know if we mentioned this on the episode, but we've been talking about it in that you said folklore is like the, the child version. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's about a teenage love triangle. And this one, if we, if we count my love story and this one is about adults, uh, and how mm-hmm. crappy adults can be. There's a lot of stuff about marriage and like infidelity. Like, like we said, there is murder yeah. and stuff like that, but it's, it's funny, like, there are so many, like, references to blood, open wounds, all this jumping off a cliff and everything in mm-hmm. folklore. There's some of that here, but not as much. But the actual gut punches come from real adult relationships and happiness, like, that that breaking up with someone mm-hmm. when there's no real problems. It's just an actual just heartbreaking yeah. breakup. Like, the themes are just as dark and and sad and horrific but they're not as overt about it and they're much more grown Mm up it's like the the subtle maturity yeah it's and i think that's the reason why i like it a little bit more so so do we like this Mm -hmm. i mean yeah the stories in evermore if i'm right about my story we prefer to the stories and i love my story i i mean i i just think it's I mean, as older fans of Taylor Swift, I think we can just relate more to Evermore. Mm. It's just, and that's what makes it even more heartbreaking. I think Folklore is still a fantastic album, but I just think Evermore just stands out a little bit more. I feel like if I, if I had. Uh, Sonically. I was going to say, if I had, if I had Folklore given to me in high school and, uh, and Folklore and Evermore given to me when I was in high school, I would have loved Folklore a thousand times more. But as an adult, I feel like I just gravitate mm-hmm. towards the, the album about more similar things to myself. Yeah. Uh, sonically, I think that I prefer Evermore. I think there was a lot more risks were taken. You know, Aaron Desner talks about this, how they put out folklore and they just decided to dive deeper. And he's like, yeah, we just took the things that, you know, I think Peace was the one that they were like experimenting on with the time Mm -hmm. signatures. And then they have a 5-4 time signature in here. And I think there's some other cool ones and the glitch pop. And I just think that Folklore was the, like the peeking your head in, like, can we do this? And then Evermore was like, we're going to go for it. I think that's the other thing we mentioned too. After we did our live listen, we were like, we pointed out that like when, when we did our live listen to Folklore, we, I feel like we were so much more blown away initially. We were like, wow, like this song stands out. Betty is mm-hmm. incredible. August is insane. Cardigan's incredible. Like we just pointed out all these songs. And then at the end, for me at least, and even you, Peace was a song that we didn't even think about in the beginning. And it just started rising and rising and rising mm-hmm. until we were like, holy crap, this song is, a meta- is amazing. 
And this album, after we, we listened to it, we were sitting there like, well, we have No Body, No Crime. That's an obvious bop. That's really good. We have Gold Rush, mm-hmm. we think is really good. Champagne Problems, probably really good. But like the rest of this album, like, do do we? And I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be an album of pieces. Yeah. Like, I think this is going to be a bunch of songs mm-hmm. that the more we listen to them, the more we fall in love with them like we did Peace. And so far, yeah. <laughs> like, Stands up. Yep. Um, so overall, which do we like better? Definitively, Folklore or Evermore? I don't know if it's recency bias, but I think I'm going to go with Evermore. I think so, too. I really do. I, I it, it and it's crazy because I know a lot of people like friends still say that folklore is better, which I respect. Oh, yeah. But I, I'll never. I just think that Evermore's doing it for me. I, um, that's the thing. The reason that I don't think it's a, a recency bias is because when we first listened to it, I was like, "It's fine," but I'm not really feeling it. Like I didn't think I would like it that much, and mm-hmm. it's just the more I listen to it, the more excited I am to listen. Tis the damn season is like I I again I can't get over how much I love that song. So like, it could be it's definitely a bit mm-hmm. of recency bias, but I think time will show that the recency bias will fade, and this album will still think is better than folklore. Especially because, like I said, like we had such a hard time. Our fifteen, our track fifteen, we're not even happy with it being at fifteen. Like. I was fine with this is me trying an yeah. epiphany being at 15 or 17, 16 and 15 or whatever. When we originally think, like, I was like, you know what? This is clear. This yeah. is obvious. I had songs that were 15 and 14 move all the way up. The songs that are currently at 15 and 14 are going to move all the way up. It's impossible. Like yeah. the, the best songs of folklore, I think are about as good as the, our middling songs from uh, evermore. And, if that's the case, I don't even know if I'd be able to handle a trilogy, not even from the from the perspective of the work that we would have to do as a podcast. But like if 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 it's trending in that direction where it's just getting better and better with each one, like how good is the third one going to be? Like. I don't even want to think about a third one. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I can handle but, it. I mean, I like closing. We love it. It's it's insane. We, and I didn't think I would. I truly yeah. didn't think I would. We both like we started this era, this era of folklore two, with oh my god, another one. Are you kidding me? Like blah blah. blah. We weren't that thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so interesting to see how wrong we were. Not even in our predictions, but just like how we thought we were gonna feel about it. And it's nuts. I'm so glad that you yeah. like it as much as I do too, because I I thought that we were gonna like debate, and you were gonna mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, well, folklore has this, has this," and I would have to defend myself, which I'm not good at doing. <laughs> so I'm glad that mm-hmm. I'm glad that we both kind of see eye to eye on this one. It's just it's just so good. Well, thank you for listening to our evermore breakdown basically just going through all of our tracks. Uh, please let us know what you think. Comment below. Um, or DM us, let us know your thoughts and opinions. If you're listening on uh, as a podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you're on. If uh, Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. If you have a friend who's a Taylor Swift fan, tell them about us. Uh, and also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars and give us a review. It really helps us uh, like rise to the top of their podcasts. 
Yes, and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We use the most often, as well as YouTube, so you can see our lovely faces. Uh, Make sure to follow us, leave a comment, DM us. Let us know what you think. Uh, If you have a suggestion for an episode, let us know. Honestly, we do have a lot of stuff we definitely want to do for this. We are going to be able to take a little bit of break on the song breakdown so we can process everything. So we'll let you know when the first one's going up. We're going to keep that Thursday schedule every other Thursday, but we just got to figure out when the first one we're going to do is. Um, I believe next week we might be doing a Christmas episode uh, to stay in tune with the seasons. And now we have a beautiful new Christmas song in Tis the Damn Season. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for listening. Come back. We'll be here. So I'll go back to L.A.